0: Welcome to Well Played, a podcast on all things playful and joyous. This is a podcast committed to bringing you all there is to know about playful learning and teaching. This is Well Played's third episode and we are excited to get this convo started. Today I am joined with Adam Bold and we are talking about how the game can drive students deeper into our contents. Uh, Let's do a little introductions. Adam?
1: Adam? Uh, yep, Adam Bold. I'm a middle school social studies and science teacher. i um, been gamifying for about three school years now in my class, and just excited to talk more about it.
0: That's awesome to have you on. Uh, again, I'm Michael Matera. I absolutely love gamification and game-based learning, uh, and I'm here with a little spring cold, so sorry if my my voice sounds weird, but I was the one unlucky person that got a spring cold. <laughs> Uh, So, Adam, uh, today's topic, I'm super excited about this. Uh, this It's an interesting sort of angle about what gamification can really help do for our students and kind of elevate those students towards a deeper and richer experience with our content. Uh, Have you had some experience with that lately?
1: Yeah, um, actually in the past couple of weeks we're uh, studying uh, westward expansion, which sometimes for students isn't the most exciting topic, Um, but my kids get like... Um, mission targets which are basically their learning targets and they've got to complete them and all of a sudden I started getting emails basically being like "Uh, Mr. Bold I don't think the textbook is right I think um, the textbook is making some claims that are simplifying issues because of the research that was driving them. Um, and so they really started to think critically about the work they were doing, which is really cool to see them kind of start to think that way. And I don't think if we were just doing a standard classroom, we would have gotten there. So the games definitely started to drive my kids to push deeper as of late, which is a really cool thing to see.
0: That's a That's a fun story. So students were... You know, critically analyzing the text, um, yeah, and well, like what's the kind of what's the structure of your game right now, and you know are there some things that that lead people or lead students down into that deeper content?
1: um, so the structure of the games are like spies trying to recover a lost history. Um, I put them like a, like a hundred thousand years in the future just to really uh, change it up on them, but then. Their job is to use artifacts that they've been provided from the agents of Falcon, which is the agency they work for, um, and to figure out what actually happened. And then uh, um, a lot of times they'll end up going and looking for their own primary sources. I've shown them like the Library of Congress and how to use that. Um, But all of a sudden, they've just kind of really taken off with it. And kids are sending me like articles from there and things like that. So it's just really kind of been cool to watch them be like, I'm questioning this and I'm going to dig deeper. So they they have the freedom within there to look for their own information by giving them some of the open-ended questions.
0: That's cool that's really cool so this game that they're existing in this 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 game layer uh, of being in this sort of spy organization and uncovering lost history uh, just that structure alone really like leads students to be empowered I guess to to not have the content just handed to them right that storyline right off the bat gets them thinking that they're the ones having to uncover it
1: right and like it's funny because all of a sudden like like in the story they start to question everything like they'll even question me like if i'm doing like a mini lecture they'll be like but wait i saw this source that said this and that kind of stuff so it's really kind of cool to just you know watch them become their own thinkers and like question everything which is a history teacher i think if you can get kids questioning things that's a big piece of it
0: that's total that's a total win for a history teacher i agree uh I, I have found similar things in my game too where it, it's so interesting. I think how we frame our classroom or how we frame activities really changes the lens that the students see the activity in and, and see what what latitude they have with inside that activity. And just like you're saying, uh, some of the activities I've done – I've framed in a way where it's not me handing them content, right? It's not content delivery, it's content discovery. Uh, And and I teach sixth grade students and to see them sort of light up when they're the one that pulled out of that content some sort of nugget of truth or a question like you're saying or saying, I I don't know if this source is the best, you know, is there another place I can look? And to have an 11-year-old really talk about like cross-referencing to sort of dig deep to find the answer... I don't. I don't think that would be the same if it was about content delivery. If it was just read this, and, and there's no reason for you to sort of question it, just answer these questions and hand it in the next. Yeah. Time.
1: Right. So. Right. Yeah, I mean, I was conferencing with a student the other day, and she's a student who's kind of disconnected from social studies. And we were just talking about how we do stuff in class, and I was just like talking to her, to her about the skills that like we're working on and how it's more about the skill. And she all of a sudden like just turning it on, like I want you to learn how to analyze things. Cause that's something you have to do every day was huge. Cause all of a sudden she left the conference and she just, like she, she's one of those students who will get things done, get her B or a minus. But all of a sudden we had that conversation and it was like peddled the metal working hard on what we were doing and digging deeper. So just like those conversations, the way the course can be framed when you're working on skills and questions versus content and using those skills to discover the content.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it really relates to like this, this sort of sense of empowerment, right? That kids feel connected to the activity and feel that what they do makes a difference. Uh, a lot of my students have done so many side quests over the over the year and side quests is another example of they're not gaining anything except actual knowledge so they are improving themselves and they're gaining these like in-game sort of points it doesn't really impact their grade the way i've structured my game and yet students dive into this content you know my i'm a survey course of world history so i fly at a million miles an hour i mean. We're. I always tell my students this the textbooks at like 30,000 feet right so we don't get down into the nitty gritty because we have the whole world's history to get through but these and, these side quests are an opportunity to to you know zoom down in uh you know on the tiny details and when I first started gamification I didn't think like students would really dive into that like choose to tr- basically do extra work extra projects yet they do you know, and I think it's yeah. just so interesting that they they dive in. I mean, they truly dive into that content, earning nothing really, but you know, they're improving their knowledge base and earning some sort of fake game points. Uh, but they they have this ownership, and it you can even see on them it becomes somewhat addictive.
1: Yeah, the side quests are definitely something I'm working on building in my class, but my hesitation has been like our kids going to do them because they're just that like extra piece. So I've been trying to figure out ways to like, you know, really give them that power to feel like it's worth doing and it's worth their time.
0: Yeah. I mean, side quests is a neat feature, but I mean the, again, it's just about how we're framing our learning and, you know, getting those kids to dive deeper into the content and the experience uh and I mean the reality, right? All of our students are pulled in so many directions from sports to the other eight classes they take, you know. Um so, you know, getting kids to choose to invest more time is is an interesting dilemma that we all have. Uh yeah. and, and I and I agree with you. In my experience, gamification has has made that an easier sell. And this it's not even really a sell. It it the students are naturally choosing that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Have you um, have you found different? Sorry, go. Ahead.
0: No, that's right. Have you found different ways to, uh, you know, that your game has helped help help them play with the content.
1: Yeah, we do. Um, this is my, This was my second year doing it. I do a um, constitutional convention simulation and the kids kind of, my students this year kind of saw it last year. I come in dressed as George Washington um, and we just kind of simulate the constitutional convention and they have to get to the compromise as a group and kind of go through that whole process that was going on. Um, during the Constitutional Convention to make our government work. And this year all of a sudden I had students showing up in costume because they get a calendar so they had an idea w- of what was happening and they knew I was going to be dressed in costume just from seeing it last year. And I had three or four students who like researched and found out like what a delegate might have worn and they came in like their own version of a Constitutional Convention that, delegate to class on that day that is awesome i love that that they actually like went that extra mile yeah and those kids were all of course were like can i get more experience points because i dressed up and so we worked out a deal but it was just cool to kind of see them run with it on their own with and just there wasn't any guarantee of an even game reward with it but they wanted to really buy in and sell out for the activity
0: you know and that's another thing about games they're really immersive. So here here's another example of students choosing to do it. And yeah, in the end they asked if there was some sort of attachment to the game, but they first did it, right? Like they first actually got into costume. Right. And did that on their own. That's that's pretty really cool. That's really cool. Um yeah, going that extra mile uh, reminds me of a story I did a A side quest where students had to make a recreation of a magazine cover. You know, that I didn't care what it was. They could have done, you know, National Geographic, Time Magazine, Sports Illustrated. And then they had to like, they didn't have to actually write the inside. They didn't have to make the fake article, but they had to make a cover that looked realistic. And then, you know, the, the picture and the title of the article that would be within were fake, but they were about our content. And talking about diving deeper, I mean, some students just did it. And it looked nice, really, really nice. But a couple of students painstakingly went out and tried to find, you know, free fonts they could download that would be the exact, you know, Time Magazine font or National Geographic font. Um, some of them, like, measured the width of the National Geographic, like, yellow border that they have around their <laughs> That's magazine. crazy. You know what I mean? Like, but... These are all like attention to detail. I mean, I know that's not quite my content, but it again, it's talking about truly like diving deeper into the experience, I guess, if I was to widen Right, topic. and
1: it's it's like really buying into what you're doing, like, because they clearly care about how what it looks like and they want it to be authentic. And if it's just, you know, that other assignment, they'll just most likely whip it together as quickly as possible to get it done if there's not that investment in it
0: yeah and i would i mean right like i would never ask a sixth grader to take it to that level right that's never going to be on my rubric that's not going to be the a that you've right. right measured the width and again i'm a social science teacher maybe if i was a you know artistic design teacher or something i I would have that in the rubric. but as a sixth grade world history teacher my assignment's going to be just make a magazine cover you know like yeah and the quality of those are going to vary widely but to have those students choose it. And then, I mean, they were just going crazy on the details. It was like kids downloaded little UPC codes. So they would put those on there. So it looks like, you know, they would, they would, they looked at their parents, like, you know, how they slap on the front when it gets mailed to you, you know, like your address, yeah. and your name and like has those little funny bars on it and stuff. Like they tried to, I mean, some of them took it to that level, not all, them, but right. It's just crazy. The, the, how the game can really connect with students on
1: a human level that it all of a
0: sudden makes learning really playful.
1: Yeah, and I think that playfulness like it just it makes it easier to go deeper. It doesn't make it seem like a chore to like learn. It makes it fun to learn. And I think that's I mean, that should be the end goal, right? Lifelong learners and enjoy learning. So, yeah, we I'm doing a
0: current project right now in my Rome unit where they're building a museum together and they like, it was weird. They intentionally made it harder on themselves. My, my assignment was merely that you're all going to make a museum piece period. And this is a small assignment. I'm not actually making it like super big. I'm not trying to plan a museum night or anything like that. This is really just, they were going to make like an artifact and then I was going to grade their artifact and they were going to have a little, uh, you know, right up, that would be on a plaque next to it. But I have these four tables in my room, and they said, well, why don't we pretend that each table is like a room of the museum? And I was like, okay. And then they were like, well, then we're going to have to think about, like, what pieces would go together, you know? What pieces would be in room one and what pieces would be in room two? And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you could do that. And then they, like, as a whole class, started to decide what their topics should be. So as opposed to just individually going out and saying, I like Julius Caesar, so I'm going to go do a report on Julius Caesar. They really tried to work as all 20 of them (laughs) together and say, well, you know, we need four or five pieces for this room. And this room could be the theme of, you know, Julius Caesar. This other room could be like, but I never in my wildest dreams would have made them do that as a class.
1: Right. So it's, it's really cool it reminds me of another teacher in my district who I work really closely with did something like that for his Egypt project and the kids did kind of ran with it in that same way where they're like, let's like invite our parents and do it have them come in at night and we'll do a night at the museum and I mean he's he kind of did the face palm like all right let's go like so excited <laughs> to have to work work till nine o'clock on, on a night but it's awesome that you guys want to take it to that level right and like
0: I I guess I want to hear from you, like when that happens, when you have that moment where students are legitimately asking for more, doesn't that just, I mean, like even though that means it's more work for you too, it's like that is why we got into teaching though.
1: Yeah I mean if a kid's asking me to do more like and it creates more work for me that's never going to be work I don't want to do like that's kind of my whole thing like gamification like really kind of got me got my fire re-going with teaching and kind of reignited that spark and I get I I was as excited as the kids were every day to like see how things were going to go and like see what adventure we were going on so I mean that all of a sudden like I like didn't mind doing the extra work cause I knew like it was going to have that outcome to have kids want to learn and have kids want to be excited to be in my room to see what was going to happen today. Yeah. I mean, that's,
0: that's what it's about. And to have kids come every day wondering what's going to, what's going to be around that next corner in your class is yeah. a neat, a neat feeling. And it's, really rewarding as teachers you do touch upon something though that right gamification is not it's not a silver bullet and it's not super easy i mean it takes time and intentionality uh but i think it's it's so rewarding that it it doesn't feel so much like work either
1: right like i like i feel like like my best comparison is like a hunger man uh hunger games game master like in the best kind of way where like I get to sit back and like control a game and just like mess with kids, like challenge them when <laughs> I need to like, okay, you're doing really well. So I'm gonna throw a twist at you. But over here, I might make this that this quest over here a little easier because you're struggling with it. But like you get that freedom of like play and get to control a game, which you don't often get to do. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just, that's a perfect analogy. The, the sort of game master, in uh the hunger games right and and i I think that maps perfectly to what we're talking about today about diving deeper into content that game master in the uh hunger games is truly trying to make the experience for the audience better right and more engaging which i think is how students are going to dive deeper into that content, and one way the game master does that is mess with the players, right? the ga- The game's rigged. I mean, they just yeah they continue to throw roadblocks and make things more difficult. But the more difficult
1: they are, they t-
0: they tend to become more interesting and more rewarding.
1: Right, and like the like. It's frustrated as my kid like there's times where my kids are like, Mr. Bold, your class is the hardest class, why is it so hard? And I'm like, well, you're doing the work and you're learning, don't you feel that way? And they always go, well, yeah, and I go, doesn't it feel good when you get it done? And they always kind of give me that like, rock and like, oh, well, yeah, you're right, Mr. Bold, and then they kind of stop complaining and get back to it, but like, it's that feels good, because I know I'm pushing them, and I know they're comfortable to be pushed.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always like. I tell my students uh, a compliment to me would be if you describe my class as intense. Uh, yeah, and I think it's a. I think it's a good intensity, right? I think it's worth. It means, like you said, the end product is worth the intensity, uh, and it's exciting and exhilarating. But uh, it is different than a, a course where it's a passive re- receiving of information, and, and a very low output of this is what i learned on like a test Um, yeah that experience would be far less intense and in some respects far less challenging but i i want to make sure we don't lose that challenge too
1: well yeah and i actually um like, probably the second month of school, I had a kid ask, how come we just don't take tests like we always have in social studies? And I go, well, oh, what feels better when you get an A on the test or when I give you an A on this awesome project you made? And kind of, they kind of thought about it and was like, well, oh, the A on the project feels better because I had to do more to get that. So, and I was like, and that's why. We're, we're looking for that deeper, the deeper learning, the more experiential learning.
0: Yeah, I mean… I try to talk to my students about that depth of learning, right? And that and that ownership in learning, right? So that it's not I mean, life is not filled with little scantron tests. So right. It's about strategizing your answer. It is about, you know, contextualizing your answer. So knowing your audience. So I think doing a project or 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 still doing a test, but doing it in sort of a that lens that we're talking about where students had to really understand that content and play with that content in a different way uh produces both greater engagement and greater learning
1: yeah yeah i mean it's it definitely is all i can say i can't speak enough about how gamification is really like revamped my style of teaching and the type of teacher I am and I I definitely think my kids are better for it so
0: yeah I mean that it's I mean talk about diving into content you and I teach history which I think falls into one of two buckets either people see it as the driest thing in the world disconnected why why do we have to know it or it's like the most fascinating true story right? So, so, um, yeah, I think when, here we are two social studies teachers talking about students actively seeking more challenge and greater depth into the experience. I mean, that, I think that's a win. I think that's something we got to take note of and say, I think this, this should and can happen in more classrooms.
1: Yeah, definitely um i actually i convinced my grade level to gamify their homeroom which i was like it's a it's a baby win for me because like (laughs) teachers are starting to like it's just homeroom and it's just earning points towards getting like a class incentive and working together to get that but it's getting all of a sudden the teachers are seeing like the engagement results just in in homeroom which tends to be a nightmare in a lot of places in our school um and across our grade level, we don't really have the problems because they're, try- they're playing the game and they're trying to earn something through it. So teachers are kind of starting to see what potential impact it might have in their classroom as well. So I call it like my baby win this year to try to get more people on board next year.
0: But that's good. I mean, that's a good win
1: that uh, those teachers will experience
0: a little bit about what gamification can be. and And hopefully in your later conversations with them, you're able to tie that connection into that experience with their course experience. Yeah. You know, so um, I think it's about time, a little time for RT time, better known as reflection time. Today we have a quote by Albert Einstein and let's uh, let's see what we come up with with this one. You, you ready, Adam? Yep. All right. Play is the highest form of research, says Albert Einstein. What do we What do we think about that?
1: I mean, I think it ties in a lot to what we've been talking about. If you can get people playing with what they're doing, they're going to learn more about it, and they're going to want to go deep into it because they're having fun while doing it. So I think it kind of fits with what we've been talking about today.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely fits with what we're talking about today. And I think another thing I'd want to say about it is, uh it's just i think a great message to to remind all of us that that play isn't this this thing that you fit into the the off times of your life play itself can be research right it's the iterative process it's it's playful
1: yeah and i mean i think about how my 2 year old daughter learns she learns when she's sitting down playing with her legos or playing with her blocks that's her learning that and she's playing and she's learning about the world she's in and how to interact with it. So, I mean, I think it's learning at its purest form.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think about how I learn things. Uh, I mean, I definitely have some traditional aspects to learning where I'll watch a YouTube or I'll read a book or a blog post. But I mean, but a lot of my learning, I, that's the start. And then after that, it is just playing with the software that I learn. Like, oh, it has this feature. And, oh, I could do this with that, Right. But it is yeah. just clicking buttons and trying different things, you know, and, and playing with it. Uh, and I think I learned the most by doing that because it's tactile. I'm, I'm there. I'm experiencing it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that learning by doing. I mean, it's definitely the, like I'm, I'm the person who throws the instructions out and just grabs it and starts nice. playing with it. That's awesome. Well, uh, I really want to thank you for
0: joining uh, Well Played this week, Adam. Yeah, of course. It was my pleasure. I loved it. And uh, for all of you out there, thanks for joining us today on Well Played. Keep a lookout for our next episode. It is truly an honor having you listen, learn, and play with us. Uh, Please connect and share your ideas with us at explorelikeapirate.com or our SoundCloud page or the new hashtag, WellPlayedYou. Hoping you are playing well. Check out the show notes for more details and resources. And as always, enjoy your week and play on.